Welcome to the podcast, The Journey is the Destination. Today we have for you a very special treat. Amandeep is returning to our podcast to tell us more about chakras through the perspective of Tantra. We're going to touch on what chakras are and how they help us heal and become aware of our wholeness, of our beauty, of all of our potentials and so much more. If you are ever wondering what chakras really are, or you wanted to gain a deeper understanding of them, this is a really perfect introduction for covering all of chakra and what they do, how they work, how you can help them, how you can help yourself. So what chakra are all about. And if you feel like sharing this episode with anyone who is new to this world of chakra, please do that so everyone can hear this beautiful presentation. So without further ado, let's dive right into it. Enjoy! Amazing. Okay, so today we kind of continue your, maybe your Tantra journey, but not so much your journey as kind of discovering what Tantra is and a system of chakra, what that is in Tantra and how is it described. So I'm not even sure how this conversation is going to look like. <laughs> We're going to find it on the way. We're going to find out. <laughs> yeah. So, so chakras, so the subject of chakras, the word chakra means wheel or vortex. Mm. And it's a Sanskrit word, and there is no plural to it. So I just said it wrong before chakras. <laughs> That's an English way to say it. Otherwise, you would never say it in Hindi. You oh. say chakra, chakra. That's it for plural as well. Cool. So seven. Ah, so you have seven chakra. You have seven chakra. Yeah. Nice. Okay. <laughs> <Cool>. Something <laughs> over there. So yeah. So according to um, ancient Vedic um, tradition. And many masters, uh, human body has seven chakras. Chakra. <laughs> there you go. And so the first one is at the base of the spine, and the last one is at the top of the head. So it's basically along the spine, along the spinal column, that the chakras are uh, located. And this is um, something that many sages have been saying over millennia. They've been talking about chakra system and what to different introducing different techniques on how to penetrate the chakra and really squeeze the juice out of it if you like. Uh, which before you do that you have to heal. So healing mm. is always part of it. Mm. But okay, so chakras are seven along the spinal column. So just uh, briefly the positioning. So the base of the spine at the perineum between the genitals and bum, that's basically the first chakra. Second is lower belly, which is about, you could say, five centimeters below the navel, somewhere there, second chakra. Third is about five centimeters before, uh, below the solar plexus, yeah. So there is the third. Fourth is in the middle of the chest. Fifth is in the throat. Sixth is in the middle of the head, and the seventh, like I said, is at the top, top of the head. So they form one column. And what chakra is, is that it's a vortex of energy. 
and each chakra has a specific color each chakra has a specific frequency specific sound and specific qualities and tendencies if you like and lessons that come with it mm. and so as you penetrate chakra by chakra if you you know you may work on your heart as you do this something happens in your life you know uh, maybe things that you were not able to forgive will pop up because this is a, one of the lessons of the heart so you will have to basically to work with the chakras is to work on yourself is to work on your life and is to awaken it's the it's basically working on your chakras facilitates the awakening and awakening basically is bringing things from the unconscious into the conscious so if you if you think of it in terms of um, what you know which is your conscious mind this is the conscious part of you and what is hidden and this is the unconscious or subconscious and so the awakening means that you become conscious of the subconscious this is basically mm. it you know they all become one so you bring everything out of that darkness of the unconscious into the light of the consciousness mm. and this is awakening um, and this is also a, a beautiful example of how what, what reality is because a lot of us think that there is like good and evil and this is a this is like a delusion you know once you once you start aligning with light and fight darkness or you align with dark and fight light um, basically you are lost in a dream <coughs> mm. yeah mm. so the awakening is to stop the dream make everything light make everything conscious so there is no evil and good there is only unconscious and conscious if you are conscious all your actions will be non-evil you would you would say if you are unconscious your actions may be good or evil that's the duality so uh, yeah tantra facilitates this type of awakening for each chakra and like I said each chakra emanates or you could say holds the energy of certain qualities and certain things in your life so basically working on on your seven chakras means working on the whole spectrum of your life whatever it is from the time you wake up in the morning the way you feel the way you think about yourself the way you feel about your sexuality your emotion your power your voice your place in the world everything and anything relates to this and mm. so this is how this is how you know i love tantra for this because it's so holistic and, and it's right it addresses everything so <clears throat> One thing to know about chakras is that you have the first six and then is the seventh. Yeah? And so the first six chakras are polarized. From the perspective of Tantra, if you are in the male or female body, you have uh, that polarization differently. So for example, men, uh, the, it's, each pole is either, either positive or negative. I don't use the word negative because it's a bit weird. So you would use the word receiving, mm. you know, so giving and receiving. And so, you know, for men, the first chakra is a positive pole. And this is indicating by basically a lingam 
or the penis, you know, which is outgoing, forward going. And then for a woman, this chakra is um, re uh, receiving, at a receiving end. <clears throat> so you would say that it's basically yin, yin and yang. Yeah. And this polarization switches as you go up. So for men, the positive poles are first chakra, the solar plexus and the throat. And for women, it's the second chakra, lower belly, heart and the third eye. Mm. And whatever is the positive pole uh, for you, so whether you're a man or, or in a male body or female body, those are the strengths of you. Those are your strengths. Those are your potential strengths. Yeah. And so, for example, for men, the sexuality is very important. A lot of consciousness of men is basically in their penis and the desire for intercourse is there very strong. It's very forward and whereas for most women or naturally at least for women they are on the receiving end so they just kind of they wait 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 and then they choose and they receive so it's the giving and receiving and I will can speak about this later about how it um, translates into basically um, when men and women connect together on the level of all chakras then this is pretty much the um, supreme one of the most supreme things you can do as a tantra practitioner so yeah so the polarization and uh, this is how beautifully naturally basically by the design of the nature male and female fits together you know uh, this polarization is like magnet so they all just, just fits beautifully mm. male and female and this is not to discard any gay or lesbian or anything like this because every Everybody has a male and female inside. Everybody chooses their own sexuality. Even if you have two males together, they will. One of them will basically play a role of female, and the other one will play a role of male. And so the polarization, you know, can happen. You know, so tantra can be practiced in the same gender couples in whatever way as well. But um, this is the basics of the nature. Yeah, male and female fit together beautifully and the magnetism is there you know like it's uh, boys will always look at girls girls will always look at boys that's basically how nature wants it mm. so um, this is important to know for Tantra and for yourself because when you know that for example as a male your sexuality is strong your power is strong your voice your creative expression is strong then when you ground yourself into these three centers for example before you go on stage before you approach anybody before you go to business meeting whatever you are standing in your strength you are standing in your power in those three yeah and all other chakras will fall into alignment if you focus in those three mm -hmm. for a woman if you focus in your womb the second chakra or in your heart this is the naturally where women are naturally in their hearts like um profoundly s sitting there as goddesses you know of love and the third eye the intuition and uh, psychic abilities if you ground yourself into those three then you will be the goddess that you are everything else will fall into a place and you can uh, you know from that place you will be in your mm. brightest or whatever how we would say it yeah mm. and what about the seventh chakra so the seventh polarization as well. Yes. So seventh chakra is the transcendence. Mm. 
so it, that is not polarized anymore and this mm. is basically if you have seen the kundalini the snake uh, mm -hmm. the, it, it rises and it goes kind of left to right left to right and then it comes to the top it goes through the chakras through this polarization through this duality male and female up to the top and here you transcend it so here basically you go home before any of this polarization happened you know before the world was created basically because the world is created on this duality male female that's mm -hmm. the basis of this existence so before it got created still consciousness was and when you reach the seventh chakra you go there you go straight home yeah and that is the whole journey of tantra basically to transcend the duality all dualities including the last one or the first one if you like which is the male and female when you do this um, you become androgynous being you know beyond the polarity beyond mm -hmm. the gender of male and female and i have met people like this you know and my teacher sarita wow. is one and you know she can embody any quality from any any of the spectrum of male and female and it's just beautiful to see because that makes people whole you know really you can feel it something about it is like yeah. how is it to stand next to someone like this yeah it's powerful it's powerful because they resonate the energy field resonates to like a very high frequency mm. and that and that's of course your potential as well my potential as well so when i sit next to a master like this or somebody who resonates like that my my resonance naturally c comes to that or mm. can if i allow it if i allow it it comes to that and so you know quite often you can go and see a master and just sit in the hall maybe there's thousands of thousand people you don't even get to go there and see them talk to them nothing but you feel you feel something and the transmission from master to disciple happens through this resonance mm. it happens through this like um, the, the waves of the frequency or something it's not through the words so. mm. yeah nice. yeah to go back a little bit on this division of chakras on six and one i also heard that i would say some spiritual paths are dividing chakras to first free ones then the heart one and the less free ones as first free ones the one that connects you to the physical world to the earth and then you have the heart mm. that connects the physical world and the heaven and the less free ones that connects you to let's say your home to heaven do you use this in, in tantra as well or no yeah yeah you can say uh, uh, in a very simplified way it is like this yeah so the lower three chakras this is where the most baggage is because mm. this is very heavily loaded with karma for many people oh so only in the first three you have karma that's yeah. mainly where it all is yeah yeah, that's where the most work is. Mm. Yeah, a lot of work is up also because it's it's not just. But the main baggage is down there, and so the the main work is there. Um, yes, the you know the first chakra being the survival, basically. Uh, then the second, say emotions. I'm gonna just simplify it into just a word for a chakra. Mm. So maybe survival, emotions, and power. And, and and with the power in the solar plexus come a realization I am you know mm. uh, I I have this realization because I'm a human being and, and you also 
for example, animals don't really have this. You know, they operate more on the basis of first and second chakra. They feel emotions. You can see, you can see animals feeling emotions. Mm -hmm. But they don't really have this like, I am individual person, mm -hmm. you know. They are more like, I am, a sp I am part of nature, <laughs> you know, like this. So that's it. So that is that. And then the heart is in a way the transcendence of that state of like physicality. This is where it starts to happen. So uh, if you have done your work in the first, second and third chakra, then the heart will be a portal, like you said, into the heavens or into the heavenly realms, if you want to call it that, or into the higher dimensions. But um, still there is work to do, and um, but it becomes very easy. It's uh, more refined, yeah, more mm. refined. Before you were mentioning also the Kundalini kinda, and connected to the sexual energy of, let's say, male first chakra is the biggest one, you know. So does the female, like um, anyone in a female body, practice Kundalini in the same way? So working with the first, first chakra energy to use as a transformation for all others? Or do they go from the second one? So uh, I've heard this um, a lot of traditions say uh, some traditions say that the sexuality and the kundalini are in the second chakra mm -hmm. if you look at it uh, physically it's first and second chakra they are very close mm -hmm. really close and it's nearly like they are they are together you know uh, the mind wants to separate things first second third fourth it is a it is one energy column and it's intertwined you know it all operates together but for the sexuality like men have this more animalistic sexuality you could say that men's sexuality is in the first chakra whereas female sexuality is in the second mm -hmm. i also heard that yeah that actually the second chakra is sexuality and the first one is more like grounding roots stuff like this but yeah you are the first one who we're always saying like yeah the first chakra is kind of like sex chakra well the first chakra is earth and it's the survival and survival consists of two things mm. food and sex mm. fair enough yeah <laughs> because if you want to survive you have to eat and if you want to survive for your tribe you have to have sex to make babies so those two things are the earth but that is that raw, you could say that the first chakra sexuality is that very raw, reproductive, animalistic mm. sexuality, more male in nature. Yeah? And whereas the second chakra sexuality is more of a sensuality. I like to call it sensuality. It's much mm. more female. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. More yeah. connected to emotions and yeah. creativity. Yeah. yeah. And and it's a place of a womb, you know. The second chakra is a place of a womb. So for women, they are very much connected to that. And, and basically, because the womb is where the creation takes place, where the next being would be created, um, you know, it naturally, is, this is where they harbor their sexuality, mm -hmm. where, where it is for them. You can um, have females more like, that are more like men. You know, it's normal. They can mm -hmm. be like this, and they will enjoy this like hardcore, we could say hardcore fucking, they will enjoy, like a man would enjoy more from that first chakra place. And you can have males enjoying sensuality also. This is just a whole mixture, you know, of things. But it's really good to remember 
uh, that if you're in a male body, this this is your strength. You know, for for a lot of males, having a penis is quite disturbing because it's so powerful. We think about sex every three minutes or something like this. You know, it's just a, it's a very strong place, and uh, for for male, and so. Um, a lot of males that I found are quite scared of it and they they will not really embrace it they will not really accept it for what it is and but th it's through this acceptance that transcendence transcendence happen you know and so if many men suppress it many spiritual traditions suppress the first chakra or even the first two or even first three like you said you know it's hard onwards that's what we're interested in. But down here is very dark, very muddy, very, you know, we don't know what to do with it. And the society told us so many things about sex, about emotions, about power. Like we're not really, like we're not allowed to express those three things, you know. So the suppression happens. And of course, if you press on something, you know, everything is energy. If you press on it, it'll only grow stronger and stronger until one day it'll either explode mm. example would be that if you press on your sexuality as a male and you will go no no, no 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 then one day you will see a woman you lose it and you go and rape her this is one you know eventuality possibility another one is that as you press on it the energy can't go anywhere and so it warps it starts mm. to mutate you know and and Imagine that originally maybe a young boy saw an attractive woman and really all he wanted to do is to make love to her. There was was very simple desire that era, that era, you know was uh, that aroused in him, and then because of the societal repression, maybe in India you, you can't even talk to a girl, you know. So that was not on a, on the table. So through this pressing on, now that he is fifty, it became uh, perversion. It became uh, obsession, you know. It became warped, something nasty, something that it wasn't. This was a pure desire, mm. pure beautiful desire, and now it's this. Mm. So this is why suppression or repression doesn't work. In fact, it's worse than if you would just let it be, you know. So acceptance is the way. Very important for the first chakra, yeah. Acceptance. First few, yeah. Yeah. But you mentioned before the polarity, like how the polarity always kind of wants to come together, you want to connect both sides. And I'm just wondering, so if you have the female type and male type, and the female type really enjoys like sensual sex, and the male type really enjoys like hardcore fucking, and then where do you find the middle? What, what do you do to find a nice spot that's good for both? Cause if I think the other direction, if you have a male man with a male energy and female with a male energy, kind of, and they both enjoy hardcore fucking, they will probably not connect so good because they will not have a polarity. Or am I not understanding this right? No, that's that's very right. Yeah, uh, for sex and for relating, <laughs> uh, depending on what kind of relating. But if it's an intimate relating, polarity is needed. So mm -hmm. like, yeah, you can have feminine guy and masculine woman and you've got polarity, it's fine. Um, but if you have feminine men and feminine women, then who's gonna hold the power, who's gonna hold the space? And then 
if maybe if the man is too feminine the woman cannot really f be feminine because she mm. needs him to be masculine so she can surrender mm. and feel that he has his, her, her back but he's not in his power so she can't surrender so she may step into the masculine mm. you know that, that all these different things mm. can happen it's a dance it's a dance of energies <laughs> and polarities yeah yeah so where do you find the middle that everybody's happy okay so for <clears throat> well for sex uh, look the secret to men is his penis so for example <laughs> if you what happens to men if you give love to his penis as, a, as his partner his heart will open you know this this is a normal example like a, you know if if you go out and some woman will give you a beautiful blowjob somewhere you never met her before you will fall in love with her as a man your heart will open you will feel love you know this is quite mm -hmm. possible because she gave you love in that place where maybe the whole society said no maybe previous girlfriends said no maybe like a you know men are very vulnerable also in that place because it's their biggest strength but it's also their biggest vulnerability so if they receive love then there their heart will open that's the secret to men you know and for women it's the other way around it's a cosmopolitan <laughs> for women secret to men <laughs> so for women yeah so for women it's more like um, show show her your love mm. you know open her heart mm. and her yoni will open her legs will open for sex the circuit is there you know the just the other direction mm. of the circuit yeah mm. yeah like your uh, the strongest point for a woman is heart strongest point for a man is penis so bring the two together and yeah this is tantric this is very tantric yeah so that loop of energy between genitals and heart you know that's quite that's quite a classic thing to do in tantra but this loop of energy happens between first and second chakra also because mm -hmm. there's the polarization between second and third third and fourth fourth and fifth fifth and sixth sixth and seventh so the you can loop it in in any way and this basically when you do this when you open on the level of all chakras together as a couple this is a soulmate phenomenon what does that mean like you connected as soulmates or you have become soulmates yeah. you have become soulmates yeah yeah mm. So according to Tantra, uh, the soulmates, you can become soulmate with anyone, mm -hmm. but depending, you know, you can be with partnership or your relationship with somebody for the whole life and not be, not become soulmates. Mm. So it's something you actually create, well, not something that is given to you before you're born, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> so it depends how you look at it, because you have soulmate families, you know, and yeah, you keep, sure. keep incarnated thing together and you're mm. journeying together maybe and like this. And that's fair enough, that's cool. Uh, but then, with anyone, because we are all one anyway, we're like even all the families come from the mm -hmm. same source, with anyone you can become soulmate, yeah. And it's through the opening of the energy uh, centers together. Yeah. Mm. We're always speaking about bringing them together, all the polarities. So the male and the female column to bring them together. Uh, could you maybe describe how this is done in Tantra? Like, there are so many different ways to do it. 
but just the classic and maybe why they work. You describe this one loop or just how they transfer the energy. Okay. So, so one of the practices which you guys have also done uh, is the chakra loop breathing. So this is when you, you sit with your partner, you may sit just knee to knee opposite each other in the lotus position or you can be in a yabium, which is when a female or the lighter partner sits on the male, like on his lap basically. And uh, this is a classical tantra position, yabium. And why you sit like this is because you align your chakras together very beautifully in this way. You can even put your third eyes together and the two spinal columns align beautifully. Even in this position, which is beautiful, lovemaking is amazing, you know, because woman sits on top of you. So in Tantra, this is quite uh, common also because woman is the one moving, man is the one holding space and sitting still quite often. And this is this way he can also last longer, you know. Mm. It's a beautiful position for that. And when you sit together, whether you are pen in the penetration or not, it doesn't matter, energetically you connect. And uh, in this way, you would start by a man breathing out of his first chakra. And he sends his energy to, the, to his partner. She receives it into, his, into her first chakra. She raises the energy up to the second and gives it back to him. He inhales the energy into his second chakra, brings it down to the first and gives it back to her. Mm. And you are establishing the loop of energy through breath and through intention, through movement, breath and sound. You establish loop of energy. And this is very healing, very, it can be very blissful, can be spectacular, amazing. And you do this for a few minutes or so and you raise the whole loop up and now female is exhaling from her womb from her lower belly second chakra male will receive it into his that's a receiving point for him he will raise it up to the solar plexus and give it back to her and she will receive in the solar plexus bring it down and the loop continues and you can do this until you get to the seventh chakra mm -hmm. so that's like one stage of uh, tantra meditation yeah. and this can be extremely bonding, extremely powerful, deep going mm. exercise. Yeah. Amazing. Okay, maybe now when we talked a little bit in general about chakras, can you tell us a little bit more about each one? We already talked a lot about the first one, first yeah. one connected to survival, sex, all the basic stuff. But to move on, what would be the... What would you connect the other chakras with? Okay. So we but said also about the colors, sorry. Yes, yeah, the colors are important. The so each chakra has a color that goes with it and basically color is a frequency, different frequency, mm. different color is a different frequency. Mm. And to it, like I said before, corresponds a tone. It's a sound and color, it's all the same, yeah? And mm. and a chakras are like this. If you imagine white light and if you know what prism is, prism, it could be a crystal or something that basically reflects, uh, not reflects, but refracts, refracts light, is mm. that the word for it? So imagine white light coming into the prism and then it gets broken into different colors, mm. like a rainbow of lights. 
So this is basically how chakras work also. So the colors from the base to the top are deep red for the first chakra, orange for the second, solar yellow or gold for the third, for the fourth, which is hard, is green or pink. Oh, pink. Mm, pink can also be, yeah. yeah. Then turquoise uh, for the throat, then indigo or dark purple uh, for the third eye, and violet or white for the seventh chakra. So the colors, you could say the these colors basically together form the white light. Mm. You could think of a white light as a spirit, and then of your chakras as a spirit incarnating into the matter. But also the seventh chakra is sometimes represents with the white light. Am I not correct? Yeah, it's either violet or white. So like that basically you could say that there is that transcendence, you know. So mm. everything is already connected when That's it comes up. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And so you know when you see a rainbow or when you see this uh, light coming from a prism that is like a rainbow light, uh, you don't think oh I really like the blue and purple and the yellow, but I don't like the orange. And I don't <laughs> like the red. Definitely don't like the red. You don't think like this, right? Mm. So this is the indication how you should not think about yourself either. Yeah, Like accept every color, accept every possible scenario that is inside you because you are part of creation and mm -hmm. you hold all these, uh, this, you know, potential. So... Yeah, I'd like to think of it like this, except every color, because you are all of them and together they form the white light. Mm. Yeah. So the first chakra, deep red, um, survival, like we said, survival and, and sex. And this is that kind of the animalistic sex or the male sex, if you like, you could say. This chakra also holds the deepest fear that we basically have. You know so like there is a big journey to be undergone in Tantra but at the end of that journey at some point you have to go all the way to the first chakra and basically pluck out that root of that fear mm. so you can be free as a being mm -hmm. yeah, because all of humanity has this fear so but the chakra journey offers healing for this, so that's great. <laughs> okay, so chakra two, um, lower belly for woman. This is where the womb is, where the baby is gonna grow. For man, this is his etheric womb. You have etheric womb, even even beyond uh, any gender. We are all connected through this place to the universal womb and to the goddess mm -hmm. and to the divine mother. So every piece of consciousness, every creature is connected like this. Um, this is uh, emotions. Emotions are really important for the second chakra. Emotional fluidity is really important for that. If you have been told, uh, don't cry, don't be angry, uh, you know, and all these things, like don't be happy, don't laugh then your emotional fluidity is perhaps you know not there because you every time you feel angry you feel like oh no i shouldn't you know mm -hmm. oh i shouldn't cry so a lot of the healing to go to do with second chakra is uh, emotional release 
emotional kind of um, wisdom if you like you know a lot of people don't know that they have so many different emotions and that they are all allowed that it's okay to experience all the spectrum of emotions mm. so uh, there is a big work there one of the biggest ones and this is to do like i said with this greatest fear also in the first chakra is the fear of death mm. because uh, we are born in that place uh, as a being in that womb and so that's like the beginning of life and then we perceive as death as the end of it so the fear of death is one of the biggest lessons of the second chakra how do you deal with it <laughs> so there are different exercises how to deal with it and all masters uh, would that ever existed would have told you die before you die did you hear this yes die before you die do you know what it means <clears throat> it's kind of I would guess it's kind of to experience death in a way, like to let all your layers of your old self to die, so at the end you don't feel... Yeah, simply fearful. death of ego, no? Let go of your identity here. Yeah, and that's, that's right, yeah. yeah. Because, because death uh, is really just letting go of the identity, letting go of the personality, not identity, you could say personality. Mm-hmm. Um, well, which is your identity at a time, so you're letting go of that and letting go of the body, but you know, you identify with the body and mind so much that it creates a huge fear. So through meditation and through Tantra, you can get to know that you are not your body and you are not your mind and you get to know not through your mind, but through experience. So in a meditation, maybe you leave the body or maybe you have an experience that is you know multi-dimensional that you go in some places that you couldn't normally go mm. but at some point uh, all you do a death ritual this is a guided death me- ritual a death ritual yeah so in tantra that you have different ways to do this uh, one of them quite known known one is you dig your own grave and you bury yourself <laughs> Wow. <laughs> you bury yourself with the head under. Well, maybe you leave like this, <coughs> and um, just to experience that, uh, you know, that let go, basically. Uh, the death. Re- <laughs> oh my god! Don't do this at home. Or you can, or you can if you want. So uh, the death ritual that I know basically is a guided meditation which takes you. To the point where you are on the deathbed and which uh, brings on those emotions and it takes you there so you can feel it and, and it guides you through the last breath and through mm-hmm. letting go of the mind and the body and the personality and all this and merging with the whole and it takes you back into rebirth after mm-hmm. so according to tantra and according to according to other traditions you know birth and death are not beginning and end of life they are the cycles of life which is everlasting so life is never ending and then the cycles within that is birth and death Mm. so um, yeah fear of death second chakra big lesson next big lesson trauma from birth is very trauma from birth yes what kind of trauma separation it's very traumatic to be born and mm-hmm. like especially nowadays in this world in this society the way it's set up for women 
it's very traumatizing to give birth. It's very painful most of the time or a lot of the times. And um, it shouldn't be, I would say that naturally it probably shouldn't be, but somehow <laughs> it is. And so also for the child it's very traumatizing because it's so painful for his mom, mm. for her mom. So uh, even though you may walk around this reality thinking I don't have any birth trauma, then if you would do a session or do some kind of exercise mm. for this, you may find that you do. Mm. You know, and it may be very simple, like just being taken away from mum and from her titty, basically, which is your lifeline. You know, and or maybe this this trauma simply happens, and I would say ninety nine point nine percent of people have this, no matter what parents do. Yeah. Mm. Fair enough. Good. So yeah, those are two things attached to the second chakra and the womb. Yeah. Mm. Fear of death. Best have you trauma. done any of these rituals? We can. No, have no, you no, done no. it? Have I done? Yeah. Oh, I have done them many times and yeah. I have taught them as well. Yeah. Are they as transformative as they sound? They are amazing. Mm. Yeah, really are. Yeah, when I did the birth, we call it birth tunnel. Mm -hmm. This is an exercise where you are, you know, in a non-physical or whatever in the belly and then you are being born mm. you are guided through it through this it's like a kind of a hypnotherapy in a way you really go there you know if you have the right facilitator who can take you there you really go there and i i didn't think i had much trauma from birth but when i went through this uh, process i was just frozen i was just mm. horrified it was just terrible oh. you know um yeah, and I had to do it again. I, I had to do it one more time to basically snap out of this because I went into a really crazy dark place. Oh. And it helped you a second time? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Yeah, totally. Then I was born more like a Buddha. Just, ah, no matter what, I'm happy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's much better. Wow. So amazing. Mm. But it's quite common we don't receive enough love. Um, that's trauma traumatic, traumatizing enough, mm -hmm. you know. Mm. What about the third chakra? I am chakra. So the third chakra solar plexus, positive uh, pole for men. So men are naturally, naturally should be in their power. In here, this is like the provider, the guy who goes hunting, the goes doing things. And a woman here, she would be more naturally inclined to surrender to a strong man. Yeah. Uh, in the Western society, many women are not surrendered here. If you do re chakra reading or something like this with women, you will see that very many women are very strong in their solar plexus. Mm. And basically this society makes everybody more male, like yeah. work, 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 action, action, action. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, then uh, this can be challenging for a woman. You know, like she will try to become a businessman. She will basically try to become like men, mm -hmm. but it's not totally natural. Uh, so it'll be a little bit of struggle. It's of course possible, but yeah. yeah. I don't even think you have to do a chakra reading. I think you can just look at the personality we have, like we develop in this world. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah. Also, the whole world and the system is set up by men, so all the values and strengths are to be male. So if you don't have them naturally, better get them <laughs> yeah, yeah. by working hard or whatever it is. It's yeah. Action, yeah. 
Yeah, that's true. So the but the biggest uh, lesson of the third chakra overall is uh, coming together of all the polarities. Mm -hmm. Because before you go to the heart, you cannot really have any enemies. You know, mm. there cannot be duality in such harsh way like we experiencing on, a, on an everyday basis. You know. Whether it's your thought, you know, thinking, oh, this guy, you know, ripped me off, or, or like always dividing, you know, it's me versus the world, me versus other people, me versus, you know, my landlord or my boss or my country versus another country. So all this war basically sits in the third chakra. And humanity is humanity is in the third chakra trying to basically um, do the exams and come into the heart you know like um, they get rid of polarities yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're doing well well we've, we've, we've <laughs> <laughs> we're doing very well to express those polarities for the last yeah. few thousand years fighting 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 all the time mm. but yeah so the the end of the inner war is the is the is the secret to the chakra, you know, and actually, funnily enough, the most amazing tool on healing the third chakra is laughter. Really, is laughter? Yeah, because you know, a lot of the masters when they become enlightened, they would laugh. The first thing that they would that would happen would be that they would laugh. And it's because the joke of life would be revealed to them. Mm. Like it wasn't important. It was bullshit. It was it was fun. It was just it's laughable. You laugh at life. You know, it's a it's a Maya. It's a play. It's a divine play. So um, yeah, through laughter you can get rid of a lot of animosity that you have against other people or against the world or against the situation or money or whatever that is, mm. that, is that you fight with or yourself even you know you fight with ourselves but yeah realizing that all polarities come to the middle this was the path of buddha he was very much centered in the in here in solar plexus this was buddha's way and um bringing everything into the middle the, the middle way yeah and what happens with polarities is that you know you have good and bad and when you bring them together only good remains only the only the positive you know you have love and hate bring them together in the middle and only love is there the the opposing polarity is revealed as an illusion Mm. And, and like light and darkness, this one is very easy. Yeah. When yeah. you put darkness and light, like light is so strong that there is no darkness anymore. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So this is the this is actually the hardest thing to do for humans. You know, to reconcile the dualities within you. How do you do that? You know, how is it okay that people are killing each other in Africa or in Russia or, or I don't know? How is it okay? How can I make it okay inside myself? Mm -hmm. And so I can uh, go into my heart because unless you do this, you cannot. You can think you go into your heart, you can try, you can attempt that, and you will be over and over pulled back down into the war, into the war zone, mm -hmm. because it hasn't been the ceasefire is hasn't been you know implemented. I want to touch this power of surrender a little bit because you said before that like this is a strong positive pull for male energy. 
So, male, like masculine energy should be in their power here. Whether female energies should surrender, kind of. How does this look? I mean, I know what you mean by power of surrender, I've experienced it, but it's a lot of times it's hard for me personally to do it. And why, why would you choose to surrender in this chakra, for example? How does this look? Okay, how does this look? So you uh, going for a trip with your, with your beloved and if he's in his power and you are able to surrender then he will come and he says okay love we uh, bring our suitcase we are going to a b c we're gonna do one two three and we're gonna sleep here and do that and it's gonna be awesome let's go and you will go wow okay you will have no decisions to make you will go okay take me i go it will look like this if he is not in his power, then he will go, hey, love, should we go to A or B? And you will have to become powerful here and go, okay, let me see. And you are already... <laughs> but you know, part of me now is like, I want to decide. Yeah, you know? I want to decide as no well. Why, 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 why should I not decide if I'm a woman? No, it's no problem. I'm just saying what naturally... <laughs> no, 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 I completely understand. <laughs> I really enjoy being surrendered for me. This is amazing. But it's sometimes hard to reach this point. This is what I'm talking about for me. So I love, I love the feeling when I'm surrendered. But why I have a tendency, I want to decide as well. Yeah. Why, why, mm. why is it so hard to not decide? Maybe like this. Why is it so hard to give power? surrender yeah because the control is uh, is an issue like the we want to be in control you want to be in control surrender is very hard um, especially for men for women is more natural for men to surrender is nearly impossible men will fight to nearly the end impossible? yeah yeah it really is yeah this is the hardest thing for men is to surrender have you ever surrendered yes yeah yeah I surrender, I surrender in sex, I surrender in uh, meditation. Oh, I just surrender to life, you know. It's through your stance towards life that you surrender. Mm. That's a really good quality to have. Because otherwise you can create tension, you know. Because if you decide on something you are too controlling and then the life takes different paths, then you suffer. Mm-hmm. But you can, you can try it sometimes, you know, like give all the power to him to this all the decision making power to him and you just come like well, you guys already did it for your best day i think you had all these yeah, surprises times, for yeah, you yeah. like <laughs> for, for a birthday like three years ago four years ago was the same it was a good one but it's just there's there's a much, much much bigger one <laughs> he left me in the middle of nowhere without phone without wallet <laughs> no phone, <people>, nothing <laughs> and it worked out perfectly <laughs> Uh, before you mentioned this story of a trip and I think it's a big allegory for life as well so a spiritual trip a woman kind of surrenders in the way of yeah just trusting the or let's say her partner or life or whatever does it go together with intuition as well so for example the guy says oh we're gonna go A, B, C, D and she's like oh yeah cool but D doesn't sound right to me mm-hmm. you know so that's her expression of power yeah and then he should, the guidance there he should go Naturally, he, he would ideally go, okay, love, yeah, I hear you. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about it because I don't feel it, but I trust you. Mm-hmm. Because your intuition is mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because if you override woman's intuition, this is very damaging, you know, because mm-hmm. I have done this in my relationships a lot. Like, um, 
and then it uh, it creates resentment in a woman she knew she knew mm-hmm. and then this happens a lot in relationships and then and then man starts telling her oh you are crazy but she knows yeah. she's not crazy so yeah yeah listen to her intuition listen to her love listen to her emotion you know those are her strengths mm. yeah. that's a kind of tantric partnership <laughs> amazing <laughs> yeah. i'm so happy now <laughs> okay let's move to the heart okay so the heart um so obviously love this is like uh, if you imagine that you would stop that war and um, you know good and bad don't exist for you anymore it's only good so good so you move into unconditional love only now you can do it because no enemies so now you can love everybody mm. yeah equally even you know i don't know trump or whatever your political thing is hitler you can you can love them also you know they mm. were also divine whatever happened happened we don't really how can who are we to judge it so much mm-hmm. um, so you just let it be and your love permeates the whole so this is uh, hard but of course uh, if you haven't done it if you haven't done forgiveness properly then heart is a little bit hard to achieve mm. so forgiveness is a big lesson in the heart so there we do forgiveness rituals in different ways where you can express perhaps what you couldn't when you were little when you mm. were not receiving enough love or when you received abuse or violence there you speak up and um and you let it let it out you make it conscious and you forgive you forgive because through your higher understanding through your acceptance of things you know forgiveness happens and forgiveness really is letting go of the energy that was sitting on you so forgiveness is a gift to yourself you're not really you're not saying it's okay what you did you're not saying that but you're saying i'm letting go of it now i'm not holding i'm not holding it because i know you are divine maybe it was a mistake on your side it hurt me a lot but for me this is finished i want to be free mm. yeah, and and this will actually free them also mm. it's um mm. yeah how does here tantra stand on compassion empathy and love is this all the same package or do they have different stories compassion empathy and love there are a lot of times kind of tied together um can be kind of different parts of the same coin but uh, mm-hmm. is there a difference I would say that they are all the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, ultimately love uh, includes compassion and empathy mm-hmm. because then uh, yeah that, that that's logical. Right? Mm-hmm. Tantra would be would have this as one part and the other part to it would be meditation. Mm-hmm. It's the love and meditation. And love would be the feminine way into enlightenment. Meditation is the masculine mm-hmm. way into enlightenment. So how should women meditate then? How should women meditate? Yes. Just as a just as men, it's all the same. <laughs> it's all good. But just know your strength. Know that your path could be love, you know. And uh, because it's more natural for you. For women to meditate is not that easy. For men, men are quite inclined to go into Himalayas into the cave. I'm going to be there for 10 years just meditate. <laughs> woman she would rather be with her children and use love mm. as her tool to get there mm. but uh, whichever way you choose 
in Tantra you will always arrive to the opposite. So if you choose the way of love, you will arrive at meditation. If you practice love and devotion, you will eventually become very meditative. Mm. If you practice meditation and silence, you will eventually become very, very loving. Mm. It's a, so it's a yin and yang combined. You will always arrive to the other side and you will embrace both. So quite often uh, it is said that Tantra is a bird with two wings, meditation and love. The two mm. ways into it, yeah. Yeah. Mm. You see it in people who are loving, are very meditative and the other way around. <laughs> True. Now that you pull it together, it makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a random question. We a lot of time connect love to a red color. And for example, a love chakra is green. Is it also connected to red in some way? Or do you know maybe why do we connect love with red? Why do we connect love with red? I wonder, maybe, uh, I mean, blood is red. It kind of comes from the heart, goes into the whole mm. universe that you are. And actually blood represents joy and love. Like it's like the, the heart is pumping joy, love and joy throughout the universe, mm. which is your body. Maybe it's that, I don't know. Just a random question. <laughs> it just came to my mind. the symbol of the heart is red, so. Yeah, fair yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, cool. Something else to the to the heart. The heart, yeah. So, so what do we have to achieve? We have to achieve this unconditional love that you can move on, or what's our goal here? In the heart is the unconditional love. Yeah. So basically, you uh, from the personal love, which is like I love this, but don't like that. You start loving everything and you start loving yourself fully and the whole experience that, that goes with it. Yeah. Mm. So then the moving on to throat, uh, this is where the transcendence begins, you know, you're starting to move towards the spirit, you are closer mm. towards the spirit. But in the throat there are still a few issues, you know, that you can deal with and one of them is a male or father aspect. You know, if you have any problem with males or with your father or anything like this, which represents authority normally, uh, if you have any problem with that, then here it is where you must deal with it if you want to move on. Um, so different exercises can be done basically to, uh, you know, express perhaps something that you have towards the male of, of the world. And a lot of us have a lot because it's the male energy that this is destroying the world, mm -hmm. you know? so we have quite a lot to express there. And but the main uh, the main thing here is that creative expression is the main thing for the throat chakra. Yeah, and <clears throat> creative expression can happen in a two in two different ways. Either it is used by your ego, your personality, or it is used by your spirit your identity you could say this is your individuality your true self so the real issue in the throat chakra is can i surrender my ego and allow the spirit to create through me it's the main lesson of throat chakra can i surrender my ego and allow the spirit to create through me 
and then your creative expression is in the service of the, the divine mm. and you are creating for the highest good for you and for the highest good for all otherwise if your creative expression is hijacked by ego then you are creating for could be good could be bad but generally mm. it'll be somewhere you know yeah <laughs> it, it, it's not so sure that it's gonna be so good mm. <laughs> um, Yeah, so that's the main thing. Uh, so for throat, to activate your throat, you know, obviously singing is really beautiful. Singing is amazing. But so many different ways to, to open this uh, energy center and allow that co-creation with the divine, basically. Yeah. And that is a positive pole for men. So for men, it's like speaking the truth, the wisdom that I have embodied, you know, on the journey. Yeah. Um, third eye, sixth chakra. So this is a positive pole for a woman. I said before, intuition and psychic abilities are a very naturally strong point for all, all women. So they are naturally psychic, you know. And men can are also psychic, and we can also have all these abilities. But for us, it's a little more work again. For women, it's more natural. Um, here, you are very close to the transcendence, basically, and you are starting to connect with the universal consciousness and with what's beyond being a human being. You know, so you are opening into the realms of multi-multi-dimensional universe, other dimensions, and different beings of light, and all this. This is where these connections can happen. So the seventh chakra is the transcendence of the duality altogether and transcendence of being human. Yeah. It sounds like there's no work left for seventh chakra. When you come there, you're there. That's it. <laughs> sounds like it. Yeah. Um, there is work to do there. Um, it becomes ever so subtle, you mm. know, this work that you do in those realms very subtle very blissful uh, very dreamy mm. yeah and the opposite of the first chakra that's <laughs> right like in the first chakra <laughs> you do emotional catharsis you do maybe african dance is great for mm -hmm. first chakra you go crazy you know bring you bring chaos you stomp and you shout and jump mm. whereas in the seventh chakra it's yeah it's much more much more gentle <laughs> yeah mm. yeah Wow, beautiful journey. Amazing. Okay, so if for example I, I'm standing here and I wish now to start start working on healing my chakras, what advice would you give me? I know it's a lot, it's a lot of chakras, probably each one of them has their own way to do it and you already gave us some advices. But what would be your main advice? Where to start, what to do? I would say, um, I would say tune in to yourself and what is the most pressing matter that needs addressing next you could ask this question and mm -hmm. feel in your body and if you can't feel put your hands there put your hands on each chakra and see what comes your body knows uh, everything you know your body is earth she knows everything you can ask her through your body mm -hmm. um, 
you will be guided you know you will be guided to wherever it is and use your intuition whatever comes first that's the right thing to do and go for it you know mm -hmm. and then of course mm, I guess you're asking what would you do as well like so Tantra has basically hundreds of techniques for each <laughs> chakra you could say so if you go studying this you can choose you can choose your meditation choose your process choose your technique and then you use it you do it because a tantra works through embodiment so you have to do the techniques do the meditations so you can embody uh, that healing that um, the transformation that it brings yeah and and once you've done it you know i mean you can go about it in many different ways you know you can start in your heart and then go down to second and then to sixth and you can jump around any way you want but there is a certain benefit to actually start at the first and finish at the seventh and like do the whole journey. There is something amazing about that. Mm. But otherwise, you can you can approach it from anywhere, really. But just remember that you know, even okay, you may start with the heart and then go into third eye or something like this. You will have to one day go into the first. <laughs> you will have to sort it out one day uh, if you are you know serious about this. Yeah, so. Every, every like a, uh, every part of the ladder has to be stepped on. Eventually, mm. you cannot skip one or two mm. and just like. Oh. Would you in this advice have any specific book or online place or whatever, just where it's kind of more written out or just someone who can present it in a coherent way? So, if I'm just alone in my room, like yeah. <laughs> I know it's a good advice, but what specifically to do, or should I look for? So uh, you could look for you could look up my teacher, Ma mm. Ananda Sarita, mm. TantraEssence.com, I think it is. So she is amazing. She's spent the whole life, dedicated her whole life to this subject. She her knowledge, her embodiment of this is just unbelievable. It's, uh, she's a library of wisdom so you could go there she uh, learned from uh, Osho lineage so she comes from Osho lineage Osho is a Indian mystic uh, Tantra master um, he was the one who basically brought Tantra back into um, the society you know in the 70s 80s or whatever and uh, while it was dead for many centuries. It was not present anywhere, you know. So actually, thanks to him, we now have, now have Tantra. Um, here, uh, from that lineage also, if you know ISTA, International School of Temple Arts, which is focused primarily on the conscious sexuality and the lower realms, you know, uh, uh, lower chakras, then this comes also from Osho lineage. This could also help you. Um, but you will find so many resources about this and different traditions may say a few different things but just follow your intuition if you find a technique that suits you that resonates with you do it use it use whatever you can find or contact me <laughs> we got a web page right we can put it yes around yeah, this yeah 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 and for a lot of people it'll be you know emotions Emotions is a good place to start, you know, because uh, actually to free up your emotions, this is a key to entering even your heart or entering 
even into sex, you know, and uh, having a like a blissful, um, ecstatic experience in sex. Emotions are important all around, and so you know, if you feel emotionally stuck, do catharsis, do emotional release, do some kind of emotional mm -hmm. therapy like this, and become emotionally fluid, and then move on to whatever the next thing is, you know. Mm. Maybe for maybe it's forgiveness, you know. And but then one day also go into sex. Go into <laughs> sex and discover it within you, how powerful force it is, how you cannot ever suppress it and use it as a fuel for spiritual awakening. Yeah. Beautiful. Wow. So good. I think <laughs> this concludes it nicely. Yeah. You have any more questions here? No, not really. Any more uh, that you think would be a nice last word or just that connects all together? I think we did what we could <laughs> today. <laughs> I did a lot. Wasn't yeah, it was so cool. The whole trip. <laughs> again, as last time, I feel again so inspired. I want to meditate now and have sex. <laughs> <laughs> meditate and have sex. Great. <laughs> One thing I was going to talk about was orgasm. And... Um, most of us know orgasm in the first chakra as a you know uh, ejaculation or something like this but uh, according to tantra you can have orgasm in any chakra and um, it is as you have orgasm through higher and higher chakras it becomes much more refined experience mm. and in fact it will have nothing whatsoever to do with sex as it moves past the heart mm. If you have orgasm in the heart, you will feel so much love. You will only just cry your eyes out and look at the world like in love with everything. Uh, but you will not really feel sexually aroused in the first chakra so much. Mm. And yet it is an orgasm. You know, or if you are in a lovemaking, you have an orgasm together in the third eye. This may be just, a, this is basically a dissolvement of the two merging into one and as one connected to the universal consciousness. Mm. So just uh, just know that it, the possibility is there to have orgasm through different chakras. And then when you move into lovemaking, you can make it perhaps your silent or even, you know, um, proper intention for, hey, let's try. Let's um, mm. focus in our third eyes when we make love. Let's see what happens. I don't know. <laughs> That's an invitation. Well. Amazing. Nice. Uh, thank you so much, Amundi, for everything. Awesome, guys. Thank you for sure. Beautiful. Such a good open book. <laughs> 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 thank you, everyone, for listening. Mm -hmm. I hope you find some amazing stuff today. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Sure you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs> thank you for listening. If you're thinking of someone who would really like this story, share it with them. And if you like the story, please like or leave it a review. And wherever you listen, you can always subscribe. Other than that, thank you for coming and have a beautiful day. Lots of love. Ciao. See you next time.